0: Alright, Rock of Grace, let's stand to our feet Here we go, lift your name Lift your name up higher Lord of all the earth Lift your name up higher Declare mighty word your name up higher, together we proclaim, Jesus, be welcome in this place. let your name up fire. Lord of all the earth. let your name up fire. declare mighty works. let your name up fire. together we proclaim, Jesus, be welcome in this place. Lift up your hands, holy oh gates, to so the king can come in. We lift up your name, we give you our praise. For the victory is won, let this city proclaim. The power of his blood, a stand in his Come on, Rock of Grace, let's welcome the king. We lift your name, here we go. Let your name up higher, Lord of all the earth. Let your name up higher, proclaim mighty works. Let your name up higher, together we proclaim. Jesus, be welcome in this place. Lift up your Be lifted up, be higher, be lifted up, let this city proclaim, come on church. Be lifted up over Ohio, be lifted high in this nation let this city sing, be lifted. Feel it, feel it, I feel it, let this city proclaim. Lift up your head, open oh, he gates, so the King can come in. We lift up Your name, we give You all praise for the is won. Let this city proclaim by the power of His blood. Oh, stand up. Lift up your head, open oh, he gates, so the King can come in. i you who could ever stop us And if our God is with us Then what could stand against If our God is for us Then who could ever stop us And if our God is with us Then what could stand against There is nothing There is nothing But the name of Jesus be glorified, be glorified. There's nothing else. Let the name of Jesus be lifted higher in this nation and in this land. The name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Oh. Lift up your ye In the midst of the storm, I will worship, I worship You. In the midst of the storm, I will bow before You. I will rest in the middle of the storm, like Jesus did, and He calmed the waters. Oh, I will rest in the middle of the storm. Like Jesus did There is power There's wonder-working power Come on, church He wants to do something special today His mercies are new in the morning They're new in the morning Though we expect a move expect it today are you not uh, let's shift our uh, our level of anticipation or expectation from what might happen to what will happen because the battle's been won oh the battle's been won I am healed. In the name of Jesus, all addiction must go. Every stronghold must crumble. In the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, just say his name. Come on, Rock of Grace, say his name, Jesus. wait on you before I move I will wait on you in this upper room Jesus we glorify your name Jesus in the middle of storms all around us rest. Just think of that storm when Jesus was sleeping in the middle of it and everybody else is freaking out saying where is he? Doesn't he see what's happening? He's resting in the bottom of the boat. We rest in your love. We rest in your love. We will rest in your love in your presence. We will rest in your love. In the middle of the storm, we will rest in your love in your presence. We will rest in your love in the middle of the storm. We will rest in your love in your presence. We will rest in your love in the middle of the
1: storm.
0: every heart, every spirit experiencing anxiety in your heart right now. Lay it at the throne. To the only one who ever knows your heart. Better than you do. Oh, lay it down. Just lay it down. Your daughter's in the arms of the king, your son. His, just lay down your life. church all your grace so chains I'm a prisoner no more my shame was a ransom he faithfully bore he canceled my debt and he called me Played on a criminal's cross. The darkness rejoiced as though heaven had lost. You ready to sing this, church? But then Jesus arose I peeked when death was arrested in my life. Began. Oh, worthy is the lamb, worthy is the lamb, worthy is the lamb, worthy is the lamb, worthy is the lamb. lamb. Singer is worthy, worthy is the lamb. in my spirit is, man, we have just run into the presence of the Lord. And we're here now. And some of us have run into his presence with everything we have. And it's time now to let him heal your broken heart let him provide for every need in his presence there is healing there is freedom So this morning, you know, we got here and I have this overwhelming feeling in my spirit that something's going to happen. We might see it or we might not. Physically see it, but God is gonna spiritually, He's gonna heal this morning. He's gonna do something incredible. And you know what? I think, I wanna know how many in this congregation can relate to this, okay? In your spirit. It might not be with the same exact things. We got here this morning and literally nothing worked. Nothing worked. The soundboard crashed, everything. We were ready to just have an acoustic guitar, which would have still been awesome. But then all of a sudden, after literally nothing worked, Everything came together. And there was this huge battle, though. Like, we're not going to have the words for this song. This is a song the Lord laid on our hearts to do during practice, and, and technology isn't cooperating today. But I think we can all agree, I'm sure I'm not the only one who's had things in my life not exactly cooperate this week, right? But here today, gathered together in the presence of the King, Who's ready to watch him do something amazing? And it might mean that somebody who's never danced before is going to dance. But it might mean that somebody who's broken finally can lay their heart and entrust it to the King. And so can we all pray right now, Jesus, you have all authority in this place, Father, whether it's somebody who just wants to break out and dance or if it's someone whose heart has been broken and they've been carrying this heaviness and anxiety and it seems like chaos all around, would in this moment there be a perfect merge, Father, of their heart. I, Father, I ask for every heart in this place to be trusting of you, Jesus, to say, I'm going to trust you, even if it's the first time. And, God, we give you permission to heal our broken hearts, to move, Holy Spirit, to heal physical, to heal spiritual needs, God. A perfect opportunity to just close your eyes, to search your heart, and just make sure you're right where you need to be with him. And the altar's open up here if you need to come up or kneel where you're at. You can do whatever you need to do, but let's be about his. Cheers. before the king bow down before him for he is lord of all sing hallelujah christ is risen You are worthy of it all, you are worthy of it all, for from you are all things, to you are all things, you deserve glory, sing all the saints. Your crowns before the Lamb of God.
2: and I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you and the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparable great power for us who believe. The power is the same as the mighty strength that exerted when He Christ was raised from the dead. And he seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realms. He is far above all rule. He is far above all authority. Jesus is high above every power and every dominion and every name that is invoked. Jesus is high above. And not only in this present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet. God has placed all things under his feet. Jesus has been appointed as the head over everything for this church, for his church. God is the head. Jesus is the head for his church, which is his body, the fullness of him, who fills everything in every way. (laughs) Jesus, (laughs) we choose to come higher this morning. We choose to separate ourselves from worldly things, Lord God, as we enter into your presence. I thank you that everything is under your feet. I thank you that there is no problem that we brought into this place that is so far beneath you. God, everything belongs to you and we give it to you now. God, as we seat ourselves high above, we join you. God, we don't ask you to come down to our level, God. We thank you that, Jesus, you are the bridge into the heavenly realm. And so today we choose not to stay in this place, Lord God. We choose to join you in worship this morning. We choose to walk boldly into the throne room this morning. We choose your presence this morning because, Jesus, you've made a way. So we thank you, Jesus that in this house we stand with you in your presence. God, let us remain in this place of worship today. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And everyone said, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. How does it feel to be the fullness? (laughs) How does it feel to be the fullness? Amen. Ah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Well, thank you so much for being here this morning. Don't let this moment escape you. Uh, God is not done with what He brought brought us in here for this morning. Amen. There's a few things I want to share with you. Uh, thank you, gentlemen. There's a few things I want to share with you before before we continue on. A few quick announcements. One, thank you so much for joining us this morning, being a part of our family. If you're just getting to know us and we don't know you yet, I have two things I want to say following the service, would you stop out at the Welcome Center and just pass us some of your information so we can connect with you? Also, if you want to get to know more about us, I'm going to ask you if you'll sign up online Uh, next Sunday, November 1st, we have what we call the Path of Discipleship. Typically, this happens in four uh, one-hour sessions uh, each week of the month. However, uh, because of everything going on, November 1st, we're going to have a one complete path of discipleship and learn how to connect, grow, and serve and lead here at the church. So if you want to know more about us, we want to know more about you, this is the heart and the vision of the church. So please sign up. Be a part of that if you want to get to know us more. And if you go online to rockofgrace.org backslash discipleship, you can sign up. And we're going to bring lunch for you. So praise the Lord. Uh, also... If you've been here the last couple weeks or if you've seen out in the lobby, this year, again, we are um, asking that you return the Operation Christmas Child boxes. They're going to be due back November 8th. Um, and as, as everyone, everybody knows about this, I just have to assume, it's such a huge program, we're actually packing boxes and sending them all over the world to be a blessing at Christmas. This isn't just sending stuff out. This is sending the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ across the earth. And we get to do it by blessing people. So there's people out there sharing the gospel. But the boxes are due back on November 8th, and it's $9 per box. And I'm going to ask. I think we have a video. Is that right? we have got a video I'd ask you to watch here.
3: diabinho quebaka diaberes com a KZ KZzinho com a Radiex Zezé que só uma tieneszinho só malabú e re somos de I am a man who is <laughs> a man who is a man ze zanazi man who is a man ze a man who is 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 a man Mozambique, <laughs> Namibia, <laughs> <laughs> Many people originated upon the people and usually snobbing a candle apart from her little Messiah and shed Porque com o Batman BFC é sempre épico. de
4: Purse, as you know, puts this on, and it goes, these boxes go all over the world. And they actually let Christine know, because you can track your boxes, those were Rock of Grace boxes. Isn't that cool? Yeah, Pastor Ben, isn't that so neat? By the way, who, after seeing that scene on the beach, you're suddenly feeling called to missions? Did anybody, did God speak to anybody? I see that hand, you know? Come on. You know it's a good service when you say, I see that hand, right? Don's Don's, uh, ready to change his missionary calling right now. No, um... Well, we, we are actually always, uh, you know, of course, just sensitive to not have, uh, we schedule our missionaries out. But this, this is something that we couldn't ignore. Pastor uh, Don uh, had this opening, and we have stand Sunday, November 8th. And as we were talking in staff a month ago, it's like, well, we, these boxes have to go out by November 8th. So would you guys give us grace today that we just have a lot of missionary stuff? But how many believe the gospel does need to go to the ends of the earth, right? All right, so... I want to share something with you before we show this next video. Um, how many know that next week is Stand Sunday? Uh, or no, November 8th. Is that two weeks away? Right? Okay, praise God. So here's what happened. We had a good problem last week. We, has all, we had all these envelopes out for every teenager in Trumbull County with a card, uh, Christmas card and their name on it so that you could pick up their envelope, pray for them, fill it with a Walmart or Amazon gift card, and write them a handwritten note asking Holy Spirit to speak to you, to give, give you specific encouragement. So good problem. All of our cards were taken. I didn't even get one. And, and so they were telling me all the cards were taken. I'm like, well, I want one. And so we're going to put them out. We put them out again, and they're in the foyer. So please pick them up on your way out. And then we're going to watch this video. And before you, before you watch it, I want you to understand something. I was sharing with a pastor this last week. I've never seen anything... Um, take off so quickly. When you share vision from the pulpit, often it can take a year, two, three years, you know, for it to to sink in and settle in. Guys, we have 23 kids in care, in foster, in Rock of Grace families. Come on, give God praise. So this is clearly something God has asked us to do. This is one of our four initiatives for our 10-year mission to transform Trumbull County. If you're curious about what that means, if this is your first time here, go to transformtrumbull.com. You can learn more, but I want you to watch this video as this is going to share some heart and shed some light on uh, Orphan Sunday or Stand Sunday as it's now called.
0: I was an orphan.
3: I was an orphan. I was an orphan.
0: I didn't know my father. I was alone.
3: Helpless, helpless. I had no family. I didn't belong to anyone. To
4: anyone. To anyone. I was an orphan.
1: No one saw me, no one knew me.
4: I was invisible, I was lost.
1: I was lost.
2: No one claimed me. No one said, he's mine.
3: She's mine.
2: I was an orphan.
3: I was an orphan.
1: I was hungry. Like all the food in the world couldn't fill me up. I was vulnerable. Unprotected, at risk. Cold. Tired. 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 I thought I didn't matter. I thought no one cared. No one cared.
3: I was an orphan. I was an orphan.
1: I was an orphan. But I was found. But I was found. I was found. Someone stepped in. Someone saw me. I was sought. Pursued.
3: Wanted. I was an orphan but now I belong now I belong now I belong I'm embraced a sister a brother I I know my father I know my father I know my father I was an orphan but I am loved
2: at great cost I am restored I'm restored and for the first time I know that I am valued prized forever
3: forever Forever.
2: Forever. I was an orphan.
3: I was
1: an orphan.
3: I was an orphan. We're all orphans.
1: So I care for orphans.
3: So I care for orphans.
1: I was an orphan. So I care for orphans.
4: How many believe that would be God's heart? Three of you. Come on, how many believe that would be God's heart? And it has been one of the coolest things, like I said, to see God touch your hearts. And again, there's so many ways we can do this. You can be a mentor mom, a mentor dad, where you pick up a teenager once a month and spend time with them and be significant in their life as a role model and a voice of God's love. And a simple, probably the simplest thing you could do, easiest way to just dip your toe in the water is to pick up a card. And uh, I actually just want to pray for those cards because I want to pray just Holy Spirit inspiration on those cards. Would you guys all stand with me as we pray? I want us to all pray together. Let's not make this a spectator moment. Let's all pray together. Come on, let's go to heaven. God, we pray right now. We call upon heaven that your spirit would inspire words of encouragement. Father, specific encouragement, specific encouragement, God. I pray for the verse, the scripture verse to be put on our hearts when we take that card. I pray for the exact words that they need to know. God, that every person, every teenager who reads these cards would feel your love. God, that your presence would enter the room wherever they are, they would know they feel something. They feel the love of God. And God, I pray that you would just set up divine moments. Lord, whether it's mentor moms and dads or uh, the, the, um, the, the care team there, God, that you would assign Christians, Lord, to, to come into those moments and share your love and share the gospel with them. We thank you for what you're doing in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. And again, we do have a missionary with us today, so I want to welcome up Don Blanton. Can you give a big hand to Don as he comes? As he comes, you have to realize this missionary is kind of special, kind of cool to me, because when I was just a wee lad.
5: When guitars were bigger than him.
4: Yeah, that one still is. That one still is. No joke. But um, he was a sound man at Big Prairie Camp back when I was 13 years old, orange carpet, you know what I'm talking about, held together by duct tape, and I was called into ministry, and I remember I would leave camp, and there's I would go up and say hi to Don because I was kind of interested in sound and... And he's there running the booth and just being cool to the kids. And I remember talking to you. There was three steps to that little booth on the back right of that sanctuary. And you were there, loving teenagers, probably getting paid lots of money to do that for those camp, right? Or was it the kindness of your heart? That's what I knew it. So, anyway, give a warm welcome to Don Blinn.
5: Thanks, man. Yeah, watching. Yeah, this is what's been fun about this. After 30 years of being a youth pastor uh here in Ohio, and there wasn't a youth event that I was not involved with. The media uh, from again Big Prairie to PK retreats, which actually I think that's where we first met. Um, youth conventions, fine arts festivals, uh, you know, you name it. There was actually, and it went beyond that. Royal Ranger events. Any Royal Rangers here? I was the guy that used to go. This was years ago. Um, would do all the fireworks and all that kind of stuff. That was all me. So I'll tell you what, what I want to do before I really get into, uh, into my stuff here, I've just got a short video that kind of gives you a little bit of my background. Yes, I was a youth pastor for 30 years, but I've been doing this and this number 13 just keeps popping up because when I was 13 years old, I was thrown in front of a soundboard and said, we need you to make this work. And since then When they show this video, you'll see what I've been able to do over the last 30 years. Go ahead.
3: now wageni kutoka nchini marekani we have visitors from the USA hawa ni wataalamu ni wachungaji na wa mambo ya
0: these are pastors but they are also experts in
3: pa systems na wana mzigo mkubwa sana kushirikiana na tag katika Maswala ya and they have a burden to work with the t- uh, regarding uh, PA systems and equipment. Asante Sana. Thank you very much. Asante Sana. God was sent the message to me that we can come back to Tanzania to make my sound system something amazing. <laughs> and it's very, very, very amazing during the crusade. And then after crusade, they come in my church for, for set up the sound system. But let me tell you, the members of Umberthel, this is amazing. You have a good man, you have a good servant. I don't know how language I can use, but here in Tanzania, if somebody can touch you, uh, can touch your heart, we say Asante San. So, Brother Don, and I know, and I believe that one day Brother Don, uh, he will come back again to help us because we need help from him and the entirety. Thank you so much. And, uh, Uh, You are most welcome. We love you and bye bye.
5: It was uh, beginning of December 2018. A missionary was in our church. And I asked uh, my pastor and I start seeing all the things that we've got. We use projectors like people use lighting in a lot of churches, and said, "Man, we need some projectors." And the Bible College in Denoma, you saw footage of that. That's a six thousand seat auditorium, and um, they have a PA system. That your kids' ministry probably is be- has better than, okay. Um, There is literally amplifiers there that are older, as old as I am, that they're trying to keep working. So they had us come in. We put some projectors in. We worked with their PA system, all these different things. And out of that began birthing something new in me. Um, Last time I was in this building uh, was at one of your music conferences. And I got to be real honest. I was a beat-up former pastor. I said, I'm done. I've had it. I'm not doing this anymore. And uh, I went on this trip just for the sake of, you know, if you get to go to Africa and somebody's going to help you go, you go. I didn't care what I was going to do, but we went over and we did all that, but God began stirring some things within me. And, uh, and I said, okay, I don't know what you're doing, God, but uh, if my wife tells me I'm crazy, we're, this is it. This was a great trip. We got invited back in August, and I didn't have any of the, the shots in this particular video um, they said, Well, actually you did. You saw all the people jumping up and everything. That was over 5,000 pastors that were there for a pastor. Their general council. that's basically what that was. Their general council that was being coupled with an 80th anniversary celebration that had over 50,000 people in attendance from all over Tanzania and it was incredible. And they asked me to come, can you come, help us run sound, help us with this. Not only was I running sound for that, I was also working with six different TV stations. I was working with radio people. This was being broadcast all over the country. And uh, none of them had any idea how to connect things like they needed to, so we're working with all of them. Out of that, God really began to speak to me. And one of the speakers that was at this event, He's actually a pastor from Singapore. Uh, he says, I need to see you before we all leave here today. I said, okay, no problem. And I just thought he had some questions with He had a couple media guys with him. And he says, God has been speaking to me all night long, and I need to share something with you. And if this is for you, fine. If it's not, just take it for what it is. I said, okay, no problem. He goes, God wants you to know that the dream that he gave you in 1986 is beginning to get real if you let him. See, it was in 1986 that God called me into ministry. I left this career. I left Working Sound, I, all of it, because, see, that took me into a world that I don't want to go back into. I was two weeks out of high school, and I was on tour with Ozzy Osbourne, Metallica, before anybody knew who Metallica was, Iron Maiden, all these guys, and along with that came everything that you can just imagine with that lifestyle. I don't say these things to brag about the groups. I'm just saying it because I need you to understand where I was at. I grew up in a pastor's home. I came home because I was so strung out, I couldn't function. I came home to sober up, and my youth pastor asked me to go and be a chaperone at youth convention. <laughs> you are talking about a guy with a coke addict, man. I mean, you know, and every day, I, you know, because that's how I functioned. And I go to youth convention, and uh, Dave Reaver was there, and I've actually had the chance to share this story with him, but I said, Dave came to me Or I I went there and Dave was speaking and everything. I can take you to the spot in Patel Hall. And I remember he stopped his normal story. He goes, you know, I've been on in Ohio so much. He goes, there are some of you here, you're faking it. He goes, and God wants to do something in your life if you let him. See, that phrase has been something in my life for so many years, if I let him. He came, I I, I said, I got to get out of here. I don't want this stuff. So I'm going to the bathroom. And the next thing I know, I'm down in this spot, and I felt this hand on my shoulder, and it was my brother. About four days earlier, I was about ready to kill my brother, literally. We were in a fist fight so bad, and it was me, because I was strung out. And I said, God, if you're everything you've ever, I've ever been told you are, fix me. All of my addictions were gone that second, all right? I'm still in this industry. I'm still doing these things. And now I'm, you know, I'm this Christian guy. And guys I used to work with are questioning everything about me and all that. I ended up going to North Central. While I'm at North Central, they asked me to work with the traveling group that was going through England. I went with them. And while I was on that, God said, I want to do something with you if you let me. And that's when God said, I want you to spend some time working with the young people. And so I spent the next 30 years as a kids and youth pastor. And then all of a sudden this comes up. My my time is short here. Hopefully this all works for us. Let me show you some things that are going on in Tanzania. And this is what they're asking me to help with. Over the next 13 years, they have a vision to plant 40,000 new churches in Tanzania. But along with that means 40,000 new pastors. These people don't exist yet. In order to become a pastor in a church in Tanzania, see so here we send everybody off to Bible college first, and then they say, hey, I want to be a pastor. Over there, they say, prove it. You start a church. You spend two years. Grow that church to 50, 60 people, and then we'll talk. Okay, that's how they do things. So they want to raise up 50, or 40,000 new pastors, 200 missionaries that they want to send out of Tanzania, and along with that, 1,800 evangelists. Now, here's one of the really cool things, and I think this is why God had me spend 30 years as a youth pastor, is because right now, 62% of the population of Tanzania is under the age of 20. Think about that one. Under the age of 20. So, of those 40,000 new churches, they expect to fill them with close to 9 million people. Because that's what they want to see come to Christ. Adults. Most of them aren't even adults yet. Those 1,800 uh, evangelists, a big majority of them are going to be doing nothing but youth and children's ministry. Pastor Tukambali, or not Tukambali, but Pastor Godwin that you saw there, he and I are actually partnering. He's trying to get me back over there for the first week of December because they have an outreach that they've had to cancel three times because of COVID. It's on the largest university in Tanzania, 60,000 students. They've been given permission to come and do a three-day outreach they've never done anything like this. He's like, Don, I need your help. I need you there. I need, we don't, I don't have the personnel. We don't know how to do it, but they've said, come do it. It's part of a whole big festival. And then at night they get to do anything they want, preach, do, do a whole outreach. So during the day they want to use the stage. And then at night, they're going to be doing that. So, so in December of this past year, uh, Pastor uh, Tucumbali, I'm I'm, I'm racing through everything here because my time's short, but um, happened to be in the States, and God's doing all this stuff in my life, and I said, you know, I got to get with him, and, you know, it was a God thing. I drove to Knoxville, Tennessee, hoping to get a half hour, maybe an hour of this man's time. I got almost five hours, he and I, and my ministry partner, which, by the way, his name is Pat. He would have been here this morning. But, you know, and, and I'm leaving after this to head to Southern Ohio, Ohio for a conference down there. Um, for some crazy reason on Wednesday, he decided to have a heart attack. And uh, so obviously he is not with us today because of that. Um, but if you would keep him in your prayers, uh, he's home now. He's doing better. Uh, but again, I think he might even be watching this this morning. But his name is Pat. And um, again, he, he wanted to be here. So as Pastor uh, Tukambale and I sh- talked, And I kind of shared what I felt God was saying to me. He laid out that vision that I just showed you. This is what he says I need. He goes, Don, I need you to be part of my national music and media department. I need you to be part of that. I need you to help me. And by doing that, I need you to be teaching at the Bible College in Dodoma. I need you to come and spend several weeks teaching media to all these new pastors. We want to send pastors there for these seminars with you. The last seminar we did had almost 300 pastors show up. Okay. They're desperate for this because you know what? There is not a single person or even business that you can buy professional media equipment from in the country of Tanzania. It all has to come in from out of the country. All right. So he says, I need you to do that. He goes, I need you to be part of my estate management committee. And you go, what in the world is that? These are the people responsible for building buildings. Most of their buildings are very similar to this one right here, except for they're made out of concrete. They have concrete floors, they have concrete walls, and they're, uh, they have a roof over them, but then most of them, all the lighting is natural because there's no windows. The acoustics are horrendous, all right? Uh, if you've ever been to a big, well, if you've ever been to the Q or any of those places, honestly, the, the acoustics in these places, not, that's not what they were built for. So they need help learning how to do those kinds of things and, and, and working with their people. He wants me then to work with all the district leadership as they begin to set up their outreaches over the next few years here. Um, Part of that, some of the staging that you saw there, they want to build 20 of those stages. For $150,000, we can buy a truck and the entire staging system, that stage, lighting, and a PA system that can be set into that truck so they can go in and a generator built onto the truck. They can pull everything out, set up anywhere they need, and you start setting up a stage and you have an instant crowd. You just do. Anywhere you go in that country, you have an instant crowd. They'll set everything up, uh, do their outreaches. They can put everything back in. So that, that's part of what we're going to be doing. Uh, and then working with the local churches, building up a national media team that do exactly what I'm able to do, go in and teach and train. We have a manual that we have written. It's being translated right now into Swahili and English. And so this is what's happening. And uh, needless to say, due to COVID, I am way behind. We're six months behind. Uh, I've already missed two trips because of it. We've got one that, like I said, they want me there at the end of the month. And uh, I just thank uh, Jordan for letting me come, man, and just share my heart real quick with you, what's going on. And uh, I'll be out at my table if you have any other questions. All right. Thank you very much.
4: Hey, I want to stay right here for one second. I want to pray for you. We always like to pray for our missionaries. Can you reach your hands towards Don? Father, thank you that you ordered the steps of a righteous man. And God, like we said just a couple weeks ago in a sermon, that you always prepare us for our next season. If we're faithful to say yes in the one we're in, God, you are teaching us things that we don't even realize for our next season. So, Father, we thank you that you have equipped him for such a time as this, God. We thank you that it's much bigger, I'm sure, than he ever anticipated. God, the training, the setup, the delegation, Lord, all, of that, all that you are doing through him and will do through him, we pray blessing upon blessing. Father, we pray that every trip would, uh, would work out. God, every dollar would come in. Lord, we realize this matters when you have crowds that big. They got to hear the gospel. So we thank you, God, that you have sent him and are sending him. In Jesus' name, amen. One more time, give him a round of applause. I want to uh, invite the ushers up for offering, and we're going to do it super quick. How many many guys want to see the ushers be super fast? They're just just going to throw it like a Frisbee. You're just going to slide it in there. Um, Just kidding, kind of. Here we go. Lord, thank you for this opportunity to give, and you said to keep prayer short. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Jesus said, "Don't ramble on; it's right there." Matthew five. We have the mind of Christ. Everyone who is no, that was good. I like it. That's 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 great. That's how I roll too. Go for it. In Christ is a new creation. So why is it so many of us Christians fall into the mind traps of condemnation and comparison? Condemnation says, "I'm never good enough," while the truth is, Jesus is, and He gives you His righteousness. Comparison says, I'm good. In fact, I'm better than you. While the truth is only Jesus is good and he gives you his righteousness by giving you grace to believe in. Where does God's work of grace begin? In our mind? In our heart? Or maybe the two are more connected than we thought. You see, the thoughts of our heart determine our actions. Our actions form our habits. Our habits reveal who we are. Therefore, our thoughts equals who we are. Proverbs 23:7. as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. This is when we surrender to God. We must allow the Holy Spirit and the word of God to renew our mind. We all need the mind of Christ to live in the freedom and the peace that Christ Jesus paid for on the cross. Listen, I encourage you guys to share that video on Facebook. We're trying to get better at creating shareable, quick videos that communicate the gospel. How many realize a lot of people, including us, fall into those traps, right? But right in the center between condemnation and comparison is what? Compassion, the grace of God. How many are so thankful for the grace of God that Jesus performed what you could not? Right? All right, so uh, I just want to encourage you two things. One, to, to share that video on Facebook or YouTube, but also uh, we began this series two weeks ago. Uh, next week, we're going to get into the four ways uh, that we have the mind of Christ. And today, we're just going to be reading through Ephesians. By the way, it's so cool, Pastor Ben. You didn't even know that portion of Scripture is in my sermon. How cool is God? God is so cool. God, just turn to your neighbor and say, God's so cool. He does that stuff all the time, you guys, all the time. Will will be singing a phrase or a scripture that's in my sermon. I don't know how he does it. Well, hey, a quick intro story. It's funny how the mind works, right? We draw conclusions that aren't necessarily true. Me and my wife were changing uh, our ba- our foster baby, Lucas, the other day, and it, it takes two because he is just insane. But... Um, so we're changing it, and we're here, we hear the girls uh, talking. And Eva and Eden, my 4-year-old and 6-year-old, are making toast. And uh, Eden says, how many of you guys love kid stories? Come on. Eden says, hey, you know how Grandma Birdie died? And Eva goes, yeah, she was too old. And we already, so we kind of laugh. And then Eden goes, no, she ate too much butter. And we started laughing. <laughs> we're like, <laughs> Like, we've laughed about how much butter she ate, but we never said this is the cause of death. You know, like, I, I don't know how she got that conclusion. But isn't that a great segue? We need the mind of Christ. All right? You, you, we can draw conclusions that are just not true. And we need to be careful. How many were here last week when we said we got to take every thought captive or your thoughts will take you captive? Got to be careful. So let's pray. God, we pray today that as we open your word... God, it, it may be a lamp unto our feet, God. I thank you that Scripture is going to guide us, uh, bring us some sobriety, some humility this morning, that sometimes we do think wrong, we think incorrectly, and we need our minds renewed. So we ask you to do a work of grace in us today. In Jesus' name, everyone said amen. 1 Corinthians 2.16, like you said in that video, says that we've been given the mind of Christ. In fact, Ephesians 4 tells us that we can be renewed in our minds. Romans tells us this as well. So I want to spend just a few minutes recapping last week. If God created your mind, he can renew it. Let me let me say this again. You are a creation of God. That, that mind in yours that's leading the rest of your body, everything from brushing your teeth and habits that you've formed, Uh, By the way, over 80% of your actions are are habits. I was reading uh, different things this last week, studying for this. Most of what you do is habits. How how many realize, have you ever uh, gotten to work and you realize you didn't even know how you got there because your mind was somewhere else, right? And you're like, how did I not wreck? How did I stay between the lines? But God, if you have bad habits that you have formed in the way that you think, in the way that you're paranoid or worry. Or fear drives things. Do you know God can renew your mind? God can renew your mind. He can change those habits, those patterns of thinking. The next thing we said, again, if you don't take your thoughts captive, your thoughts will take you captive. And let's take it one step further, turning you into someone you don't want to be. And we've all seen this. I've seen it. I've seen amazing people enter this church, be a part of this church, And years later, they turned into someone they didn't want to be. And here, the longer you talk to them, you realize it's because they started to think wrong. Think wrong. Can you just put your hands on your temples for a minute? Listen, there is such a battle right here, guys. Can you just put your hand on your heart now? I want you to understand these two things are connected. God says the thoughts of your heart. Remember when he's speaking through the prophet And he says, you come to me with sacrifices, you come to church, you offer sacrifices, you lift your hands and you sing, but the thoughts of your heart are far far from me. Let that not be true of us, okay? Let's be honest with God. Let's let him renew our minds. We said the truth of escaping these two lies of condemnation and comparison, which only brings anxiety and strife. And again, if you're, I'm spending, this was going to be a three-week series, I'm turning into four, maybe five, because I realize so many of you in 2020 are living in a a cycle of anxiety and strife, drawing conclusions that God doesn't want you to draw, living in fear, shame. These two lies, comparison, everybody say comparison? Condemnation. Condemnation. Both of those lies have the same root problem, their performance. Performance, right? In, in comparison, I, I perform as a Christian better than you, or condemnation, it's uh, I'm never good enough, and I'm gonna, God doesn't want me. Both are lies from the enemy. Both are based on performance, and both, by the way, have the same cure, grace. Can everybody say grace? Listen, you are good enough because Jesus makes you good enough. That's the truth. You are good enough because this word tells you you're good enough. By the way, even when you don't feel it, I love that verse we read a few months ago that said, even when our our feelings lie to us, we know the truth. Wow. The second lie, again, is comparison. It's the lie of pride. Satan will try his best to get you from coming, to stop you from coming to Christ, trying to convince you you don't need God. And this is the comparison trap. So why do we fall? We fall when we focus on performance instead of the grace of God. Again, just a five-minute recap of our first two weeks. We fall when we focus on performance. Can we actually all read this? Because I really want this to sink in. We fall when we focus on the performance of man instead of the grace of God. You see, both lies have that right there. If I... The comparison lie, I'm focusing on my performance, the way I'm living out this. And, and when we do that, suddenly we're causing shame to go to others and we're causing problems and we're not living in the peace that God wants us to live in. And the same is, that's, that's also true again, when we focus on the perform of our performance. I'm not good enough. I don't measure up. I messed up again. God doesn't even want to talk to me. It's the lie of shame. And what is the cure? Grace. Grace. I was reading in Ephesians. He says, brothers and sisters, grace and peace to you. And it hit me right between the eyes. Grace always comes before peace. Isn't that cool how every time Paul opens his letters, he always says, brothers and sisters, grace and peace to you. Grace and peace. Which comes first? Grace. Grace comes before peace. Let's read this chapter together. I'm not going to have it on the screen because I realized last few weeks I had like 30 slides. And uh, I'm sure Donna and the media team just loved that about me. But um, I'm going to read from Ephesians. And I just want you to take this in. This is a mouthful. uh, But then we're going to uh, talk about what we hear in just a little bit, some of these phrases. We're gonna exegete the, the passage, if you will. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus. I love that. Everybody say saints. To the saints. We're gonna come back to that. If you got your Bible, turn there, Ephesians 1. Sorry, I forgot to tell you, turn there. You could usually do turn to Ephesians 1, or if you're in your Bible app, Ephesians 1. Paul, an apostle of Christ Jesus, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus who are faithful. In Christ Jesus, grace to you and peace from God, our Father. I love that. Our Father, brothers and sisters, one family, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Oh, my goodness. Pastor Ben, we could preach right there for about three weeks, couldn't we? Every spiritual blessing. Some say, "Ah, oh, I don't have enough. I don't have what it takes. You don't know. My. You've been given every spiritual blessing. All you have to do is pray and seek God and get wisdom from Him. Even as He chose us in Him before the foundation of the world, that that we should be holy and blameless before Him in love, He predestined us for adoption to Himself through Jesus Christ according to the purpose of His will. Now, some will will get really hung up on that word, uh, predestined. But again, I want to just share what I said maybe a year ago in the the want saved, being saved uh, sermon is that he pre-chose to adopt you. It's still, you still have a choice in this matter. You still have a choice in this matter, right? We talk about that all the time. You have a choice to believe. That's why Jesus says in John 7, the work is that you believe. You have a, a choice to accept his love and he wants everybody to be saved, So when you see a verse like that, make sure you balance it with all the other verses that says God's will is that none should perish, but that all would come to salvation. Amen. So to the praise of his glorious grace, which uh, he has blessed us in the beloved in him, we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses. So pause right there. The forgiveness through his blood means when Jesus spread out his arms and bled on a cross, dying in your place. That's what that means when it says in his blood. According to the riches of his grace, there's that word again, grace. And what did we say last week? Grace is that unmerited favor, getting what we don't deserve. Wow. Wow. In him, you also, when you heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and believed in him. Everybody say believed. Again, that's how you get righteous is you believe. That's how you get right with God. That's how you get to heaven, if you will. It's believing. It's not filling out these hundred tasks. It's believing. How many have believed in Jesus? Raise your hand. Nice and high. Beautiful. Oh, I got excited, so I lost my place. Uh, 13, believed in him, were sealed with the promised Holy Spirit. We talked about that last night with some friends at my house about the Holy Spirit is a seal for the day of redemption. If you want to learn more about the Holy Spirit, just go to my Facebook page, my friends, the guides. Can you wave at me, guides? These guys, guys, a lot of guys, I messed that up. These people over here are awesome uh, friends, and they helped me last night talking about the Holy Spirit, who is a seal, the guarantee of our inheritance, until we acquire possession of it to the praise of his glory. For this reason, because I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love towards all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know everybody, touch your mind again, touch, your, touch your temples, that you may know, right? You've got to know what it is to hope He has called you. One of the things let's just pause there. One of the things I remember, I was praying. Uh, right before becoming pastor and I would be praying and i kept asking god what's the what's one of the things what's the one thing right what are the big things you want rock of grace to know what I heard in my spirit over and over is that you know the hope you have if you don't know if you're saved and you because you're thinking it's based on your performance guess what you'll never lead anybody to Christ why would i lead someone to Jesus if I don't even know if i'm saved you're saved when you accept Jesus Christ. And you know he died in your place. Come on. You know he died in your place. He rose from the dead. Craig knows. Come on. Right? He almost got raptured last week. I'm serious. He, he almost beamed right through the ceiling. I was like, woo! About to have an illustration. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I lost my place again. Oh, man. Help me. Uh, okay. What it is, this immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe. Do you hear that? It doesn't say toward us who perform. Yes, are you supposed to try and do your best? Absolutely. But it's the grace of God. It's the spirit of Jesus working through you that causes you to not only do the right thing, but want to do the right thing. It's a regeneration of your heart. You're a new person. Come on, amen? Amen. Far above, or I'm sorry, that he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in heavenly places, far above every rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also the one to come. He put all things under his feet and gave him as the head over all things, which is his body. Come on, would you stand up? I want to praise Jesus right now. I want to say this again. And as I read it, I want you to praise him, okay? far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. He put all things under his feet and gave him as the head, think about that, the mind, the head, over all things in the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Jesus, we praise you. That there is nothing lacking in you. There's nothing lacking in you. You are perfect. Jesus, you are the bridegroom. You're the son of David and the son of man, and our spirits are alive, God. We've been adopted by you, brought into your family, and God, we are so thankful. That you have adopted us and now in the fullness of time, God, you have gathered millions of people across the earth to fulfill that promise to Abraham, God. That you have many sons and many daughters and all of creation is eagerly awaiting for the revelation of the sons and daughters. So, Father, teach us this morning who we are. Remind us that we, because of your grace, are fully loved and fully known, God. Fully made righteous. Lacking nothing, given every spiritual blessing that is in Christ Jesus. Not because of what we've done, Jesus, because of what you have done. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, say amen. Oh my goodness, I feel like I'm about to get raptured with Craig too. All right, you may be seated if you can. So let's exegete this, if you will. God's grace makes you a saint. You guys heard me say that one of the first things... I said, as a pastor, I said, you are not sinners saved by grace. I'll never forget it because all of you were like, no, that's like the phrase. No, that is not the phrase. When you read the Bible, it says, dearly beloved, it says to the saints, dearly beloved, to the saints, you were a sinner saved by grace. This is why you have to get your thinking right because what you profess will become what you think about. And what you profess and think about is then what you act. Come on, the thoughts of your heart determine your actions, your behavior. So you've got to get your mind right, that Jesus has made you perfect. You say like, "You don't know. I had a bad week. He is perfecting you. He's perfecting you. And trust me, if you ask your spouse or you ask a coworker, you're probably a lot nicer than you used to be. How many know what I'm talking about? How many know you're a different person? I've joked before, I would totally be a convict if it wasn't for the grace of God. I'm too stubborn. I know. I'd be in jail right now. Somebody'd be having jail ministry. I'd be sitting in the corner. And, you know, they would be like, come on, let's pray for them again, you know. I know you've heard me say this, but I want to say it again. Paul calls you saints. And by the way, it's not just Ephesians, it's Romans, it's 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Philemon. All of these letters. To the saints, to those who believed in the Old Testament, Israel was God's holy people. I want you to see this connection. One of the things we try to do here from the pulpit is often connect you the Old Testament and the New Testament because I I, I hate that phrase the God of the Old Testament or the God of the New Testament. It's, It's the same God, this is the same God, and trust me. Israel was set apart as holy unto God. You better believe that if you're a surrounding nation and you see a bunch of people camped out and there's a pillar of smoke ascending to heaven that just happens to go with them wherever they go. How many be like, yeah, they're different. You know what I'm saying? You know, has that ever happened to you, Evie, Ruby, no, Shay? No? Okay. How about pillar of fire by night? Anybody, Smeagols? We're just right over right over your house. Come on. Right? They had a unique, everybody knew. They were set apart unto God. And God is doing that again. God is purifying his people. He always has been. He's purifying his people. He's preparing a bride, holy and set apart unto him. And by the way, if you think that way, if you get, let God renew your mind, I am to be holy, I am to be separated, then you will act differently because when you think differently, you act differently. Even as they were guided through the wilderness, there was this cloud of smoke, right, and this pillar of fire. Wow. You should know today that God's grace makes you special, different, set apart, and holy unto God. We must begin to think right if we're going to live right. This is why you hear that little voice in you that tells you uh, maybe to stop doing something, right? And maybe it's, a, maybe it's an entertainment or maybe it's an argument with your spouse and suddenly the Holy Spirit says, no, no, admit you're, just admit you're wrong or, or, or you know. He, he stops you. Why? You're holy. You're different. You're not like every other man. You're not like every other woman. You don't demand your way. You're holy. You're different. You're special. You're a people of grace. Amen. We must get our minds right. If you think wrong, you'll act wrong. But If you think right, you'll act right. We need God to renew our minds. The second thing I notice is God's, or, or the Paul's focus is always on God. It's not because of their own doing. It's not because of their performance. Right? It's what Christ has done. It's so clear in the Bible. This is why it's so important that you read this. It's so important that you read this. I, I just, I, I know I'm going to say it three times. I just want to say it again. It is so important that you read this. Daily communion with God, reading his word. The second thing I notice, or I'm sorry, the third thing I notice in the, is the audience, right? It says that they're faithful in Christ Jesus. It it points not so much to their uh, being trustworthy or reliable, as more as it does to them being believers. You're faithful because you believe. You're in Christ because you believe. Wow. The work is that you believe. Believing is the work. I love when Jesus had just left the temple and he was talking about uh, being uh, the living water. And someone came up to him after his sermon and and says, uh, basically, what do I, what's my work? What is the work I have to do? He said, the work is that you believe in the one who was sent. I love that. Now, for those of us who we'd like to, how, how many of you, like, maybe you're like, is anybody else that, that active personality? Like, you actually sometimes have a hard time relaxing. Is anybody else a weirdo like me? Thank you, Tim. I got, like, ten people. Wow. Now I really feel odd. Uh, Okay, does anybody just raise your hand maybe make me feel better about myself? Does anybody like you sometimes have, okay, some of you are like, dude, I just want a nap and a hammock and a dry tea at all times, okay? If that's you, praise God. All right. But I have to, these scriptures for me are really good because if you're like me, you you want to to do the right thing. You want to, um, how do I say this, you want to get it right. I'm going to do my part. Right? A good work ethic, that's great, that's awesome, but don't confuse that with your righteousness because it is, it is Jesus' righteousness. It's his work that he did. When we allow God's grace to transform us into a new person, a divine creation, then and only then do we live in the peace of mind that God has designed. Now, how many of you want that peace of mind how many think it would be so amazing, and maybe many of you, you're already there, and you know what I'm talking about, so maybe you're already smiling with me. But maybe for some of you, there's, you're living a lot of strife. Maybe there's a lot of striving going on and a lot of worry and, and just almost fighting in your mind that then reveals fighting in, in, in real life. Can I tell you God has something different for you? Can I just tell you, God has something different than you, for you. He has the peace of mind, the mind of Christ. Again, what is it fixated on? The grace of God, the goodness of God. Jesus kept saying, we're going to talk about this a little bit next week. Jesus kept saying, while he was traveling and talking to people and ministering, he would say, I only do what I see my father doing. I want to show you his goodness. I want to show you his grace. That's what he was focused on. So do you want to enjoy peace in your life? Do you want to overcome mental health worries, anxieties, fears, sleepless nights? Think about how compassionate God has been towards you. Think about it. The key to your mental health is to focus on the compassion of God. We need to have the mind of Christ to do the will of Christ to allow the transformation of the Holy Spirit to transform us into the image of Christ. And let me tell you, it is beautiful. And so I'm, I'm going to play a quick commercial for our next sermon series right in the middle of this sermon because I want to encourage you. I've already got four people lined up uh, to share their testimony. But there may be someone in the, in the uh, audience today here that you have a powerful testimony, and I don't know it. And maybe uh, God wants you to share it. So can we play that video um, that's the, uh, the bumper uh, for my story? What if your story is never heard? What if the testimonies of God's goodness, miracles, and salvation remain unshared and untold? Your children, your neighbors, and
5: your family
4: wouldn't know about the good things God has done. Your story matters. Your story is our story. It's God's story of redemption, grace, mercy, and kindness. 2 Corinthians 5.18 says, God through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Your story of God's grace matters. Your story matters. Listen. If God has renewed your mind and done something powerful in your life because of His grace, which I saw all of you stand up or raise your hand a minute ago, I want I want you to let me know. I want you to call the office or or email us uh, Rock of Grace Church at Gmail, and let us know. set up a time to meet with you. Because here's the thing: your story does matter, and people uh, in your community, in your family, they need to know your story of God's grace. Can you, can you guys give me just five more minutes as we close this sermon? Can we do that? Here's the thing. I want to close with this passage from Ephesians. So turn to Ephesians 3. And as you're turning there, it's just a couple pages over from where we were. As you're turning there, I want to talk about this idea of a, another key to your mental health. It's friendship with God. It's intimacy with God. Do you know you can lose the peace that God has for you? I didn't say the salvation, but I'm talking about the peace talking about the peace, right? You can lose that because we've all seen that, or maybe that's your uh, story where they used to have peace with God. You used to walk in the peace of God, but now it's different. If you're out of touch with God, you'll be out of peace. You've got to get in his word. Ignore criticism, ignore fighting, ignore the news, ignore social media, ignore everything but God. It's, one of the be- it's the best thing you can do in your life. Again, let's come back to something I say here often, is you were made for God. You were made to enjoy God. Right? You were made to enjoy God, despite what kind of the, the American message is. You're not made to uh, be successful and have 2.5 kids, a white picket fence, and a golden labrador do it all. That's not, no, you were made to know God to be in fellowship with him, intimacy, friendship with him. And so you and I get this amazing opportunity to be in his presence every day. We get to have the mind of Christ. Let's look at this, Ephesians 3, 14 through 19. For this reason, I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven on earth is named, according to the riches of his glory he may grant to you grant you to be strengthened with power through his spirit in your inner being so that christ may dwell in your hearts through faith right through believing that you being rooted and grounded in love oh man if we could just get rooted and grounded in love may have strength to comprehend there's that concept again to think to comprehend to understand With all the saints, what is the breadth, the length, the height, and the depth? To know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge. Do you know you can have knowledge and not have love? Come on, how many many know I'm talking about? Right? You can have knowledge and not have peace. You can have knowledge about the word of God and cause strife everywhere you go. Why? Because of the truth of this scripture right here. You want to be found in Christ, then you got to be rooted in love. You've got to be fixated on the compassion of God. Not what somebody is doing or not doing. you got to be fixated on the compassion of God. I don't know why it got so quiet in here. Some of you, I don't know. Is everybody feeling conviction? We feel that sometimes, don't we? That's good. By the way, that means he loves you. I remember telling a teenager that one time, he's like, I just feel like God keeps telling me not to do this and that. And I said, oh, that means you're his. And he's like, no, 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 I feel really bad. I'm like, yeah, no, he's like spanking you like a toddler. That means you're in his house. That's what 1 John says. He's, he disciplines those he loves. And the teenager was like, oh, are you serious? This means, I'm like, yeah, you're hearing his voice. That means you're in his house. It was cool. Anyway. I want to close with this. I hear you flipping the Bible pages. That's the universal sign to wrap it up, Pastor. You know, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. Let me close with this. Can you stand up to your feet? We're going to sing the doxology in just a moment. And before we sing it, I, uh, I want to close with a few thoughts. You will grow in your compassion the more you understand grace. You will grow in your compassion when you better understand grace. Grace. Compassion is the outflow of someone who is thinking right about grace. Someone who realizes how much they've been forgiven. How many realize you've been forgiven of a lot? Right? And, and listen, if you don't realize that, then you don't give grace to people. But how about that verse, those who have been forgiven much, love much. By the way, that's not like, okay, well, you weren't a killer, so you're not loving. I don't know why we make these weird assumptions with that. No, what that means is you and I just got to realize, even if you have a, a testimony where by the grace of God, you were raised in a Christian home and, and you, you know, you sinned, but maybe you didn't go off the deep end and maybe you're thinking, well, maybe is that, I don't like that verse. No, listen, you got to realize how much you were still forgiven of. All right even if, like, the depth of your sin is stealing an extra mint, okay? You still are a sinner, saved by grace, or were a sinner when you came to Jesus, because the thoughts of our heart, only God knows them. God wants to give you his thoughts, the mind of Christ, and grace is giving you the good things that you don't deserve. Remember what we said about mercy? It's not giving you the judgment you deserve. Justice is getting what you deserved, but grace is getting the blessings that you didn't deserve. How many are so thankful for grace? So thankful. I want to encourage you this week, because I ran out of time, to, to read John 15. Read what Jesus talks about when he talks about abide in me. We just preached on this a few months ago. We had a little tree up here, if you remember Jesus is telling us in that passage, abide in me, rest, dwell in me. Notice he didn't say, come to church. Can I make an important delineation here? Is it important that you come to church? Absolutely. In fact, I love seeing such a great attendance now since COVID uh, first hit the first uh, few weeks there, or first few months there of coming back. And yes, I want you to... Continue to be sensitive to those around you, absolutely. But I'm just gonna say, I'm glad you're here. But hear me, Jesus cares more about your abiding than your church attendance. Please hear me. If you're at home, Jesus cares more about your abiding than your church attendance. I can't tell you the number of times I'll talk to someone. This has happened a few times in the last few months. Someone be pouring out their heart to me. And after listening, I'll say, how was your personal time with God? And sometimes they will say, well, we haven't had services. And I said, no, no, your time with God. Well, we haven't had service. No, your time with God without me present. Remember what happened when Moses came off that mountain? He said, can you you guys want to go up with me? And they said, no, you go up because we buy into this lie. I'd rather have a relationship with a man who has a relationship with God than a relationship with God. And I want to encourage you, have a relationship with God. That's why Jesus came, so you could. That's what grace is, giving you access to God, a holy, perfect God who loves you more than you could ever know. I want to put up, uh, I going to sing this, this uh, doxology, if you will. We're going to play this. We might play it twice, so let's, let's sing this together. You can turn it nice and loud, too, if you don't mind.
1: Praise God from the moon, all blessings, Lord. Praise Him.
4: Fix your mind on Jesus right now. Let's sing it. that same chorus again. Praise Him. God, we bless your name. Can you just lift up your voice to him right now? God, we bless your name. We focus on you. We fix our mind, our thoughts on you, Jesus. You are good. You are good enough, God, and you've caused us to be good enough. It's your righteousness. It's your work on the cross that is complete. We praise you today. We praise him who is above all things, like that song says. We praise him who is above all things, like Ephesians 3 says. Wow, thank you, Lord. Help us to see you for who you are, all the heavenly hosts that surround your throne, that bow down and cry, holy, holy, holy. Focus our mind on you once again. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen. 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 Sorry I kept you a little bit later than usual today. I apologize. Have a great, great day.